and welcome back to the Disney World Today podcast. I am your ghost host for the day, Kevin Pope. Hope everyone's having a magical day, magical week. Hope everything's going good with you guys. I am currently recording this driving home from work. Yep, that's right. I'm one of you guys. I'm a normal guy uh, who just likes to talk Disney in his free time. I have a normal job and I'm pretty tired, pretty busy. And you know what? I figured, hey, what's, what could help me get through traffic and make this drive a little easier? How about if I talk some Disney, if I record a little podcast session here? So bear with me if the sound is a little off. Um, if you hear my keys or my turn signal or me munching on some uh, some Cheez-Its, uh, just uh, bear with me. Like I said, we'll get through this together. Um, but I just wanted to talk Disney. You know, the last week's episode... You know, it was kind of a, a shorter episode, kind of easy. It was based off a question from one of you guys who sent it in on Instagram about what would you do if you had Disney World all to yourself? And I thought it was a great question. I believe it was sent in by Daniel underscore Butters. Um, and I decided to make the entire episode about it. And I uh, got some positive feedback, as always, from you guys on Instagram. And, you know, it was, it was a lot of fun to record. I had a lot going on. Still got a lot going on. Uh, but it was a, it was an easy episode, and it actually turned out to be one of my favorite ones. You know, I was able to, you know, a lot of these episodes, I, um, you know, I like to sit down and I, I write out notes. I write out what I'm going to say, depending on what the topic is. I have to do some research, you know, look up historical Disney stuff, you know, ride information, you know, facts about the hotels, you know, whatever it is. You know, I, I, I put some time and effort into these into these episodes. And last week's episode, I was able to kind of, you know, just kind of talk. And, you know, I don't know if, I don't know if it came off that way to you guys, um, but I felt like it was pretty smooth. I had a lot of fun recording it, and I hope you guys enjoyed it as always. So this week on the episode, you know, it's been on my mind a little bit. We're going to be talking about Retro Disney. Now, it's kind of a uh, generic kind of broad statement what is retro disney retro disney is everything retro like why is retro disney stuff right now like the hottest thing out there whether it's the merchandise you know the merchandise is a big thing anytime they release anything that's like retro themed it's like the hottest thing everyone wants it you know if you're like me i you know i watch retro disney stuff on youtube all the time i look up retro stuff i you know i follow those instagrams that are like retro disney or historical disney and i just wanted to talk about you know retro disney in general the merchandise you know the souvenirs um everything like that like why why is retro disney like so special i think especially if you're my age or older I think we can all agree that there's the nostalgia of Disney and Disney World in, in general here um, you know with all the changes and stuff they make it's kind of gone so I feel like that's part of the reason why you know anything retro or vintage Disney is in is because the people who are my age and you know maybe maybe younger too but my age and older, you know, we miss that Disney. We miss the Disney that we grew up with, you know, because if you, if you kind of stand back and look at it, it's, it's different. It's definitely different now. There's a different vibe to it. Not only, you know, are the rides updated or like the park layouts different, there's a different vibe. 
So I just want to talk about that today. We're going to be talking retro Disney, fun topic. If you haven't already, follow me on Instagram. My DMs are always open. I'll respond to each and every one of you guys. Um, I love talking Disney with you guys. And if you can, do me a favor. If you're if you're listening to this on your iPhone, head to the, uh, the Apple iTunes uh, podcast app. If you type in the search box Disney World Today, it will bring you to my homepage. If you leave me a five-star rating, I'll appreciate it. If you leave me a review, I love reading those, and I'll give you a shout-out on the very next episode. All right, here we go. Your attention, please. The Walt Disney World Railroad, now boarding for a scenic trip around the Magic Kingdom. Board. What makes Retro Disney so appealing? I kind of touched on it in the intro there. You know, for me, I'm 31 years old, so I grew up going to Disney in the 90s. And, you know, you can maybe argue that that was the best time to experience Disney World. You know, as much as I would love to have seen it, um, you know, during its grand opening and and see it in the 70s and see Epcot in the 80s, I think all around, if you take everything into consideration, the 90s into the early 2000s, um, you know, it, it was probably the best time to visit Disney. It was still a, ma- I mean, it, I was going to say it's still, it was still a magical place. It, it's still magical now, but it's different. The vibes are different. The feel is different. You know, today there's a lot of complaints. There's a lot of unhappy Disney Um, fanatics like myself and bloggers and YouTubers and Instagrammers, you know, it it seems like now they've really gotten away from that, those Disney morals and values. Like in the nineties, um, it still had that family park feel to it. Whereas today, yes, it's for families and they cater to families and, and you can have great memories, but it seems like their number one priority is money is the bottom line and you know i think that's definitely why me and others especially around my age group we talk about retro disney vintage disney you know oh you know disney when i was a kid or it's not the same i know i've talked to a bunch of you guys on instagram you know we, we kind of share the same thoughts there it's not the same it really is not um as someone who went there pretty much every year from 1991 through 2021 um i can i can i agree i can say it too it is different and i think it's part of life too when you get older you start to get nostalgic about things um i've kind of mentioned before i've got i've gotten into like collecting toys and like old trading cards and and wrestling action figures and you know i miss um you know i miss like the sports stars from when i was a kid and and movies from when i was a kid and that's all part of it but Disney in general, retro Disney, I, we, we can all agree there's something about it. Whether it's the parks, whether it's the rides, the merchandise, the souvenirs, the food, everything about it. It has almost like a mystique to it. Um, you know, I, I talked about it in the intro too. Like I watch old YouTube videos, uh, as many as I can find on like vintage and retro Disney World stuff. I want to see it on opening day. I want to see Epcot on opening day. I want to see Disney's MGM Studios in 
you know, 1991 when it was still a, a, a actual working movie set. And, you know, it's just stuff like that. I think, um, you know, it's a big enough topic where we can have a whole, a, a whole episode on it. First, let's talk about the parks, retro Disney in relation to the actual theme parks. You know, I talked about it, watching old YouTube videos, seeing old rides. You know, it's it makes you wish you could experience it. Even for me, you know, as a kid, I wish I could experience some of those rides again. You know, as much as uh, Alien Encounter terrified me as a kid, I would love to go through it and experience it one more time and go through the queue and experience the ride and see if, if it's actually that scary still today. You know, the, the old version of Test Track. There's now a generation of kids who have no idea that there used to be a different version of Test Track. The original Test Track uh, is still probably my favorite ride of all time. And, you know, as the years go on, it makes you miss it more. The old, the old soundtrack, the old music, the old cue, you know, the actual ride itself. I thought, I'd still believe it, it's better than the current version. And it, it, it truly makes me sad that I'll never experience that Test Track ever again. You know, when I'm when I'm a father and I take my kids to Disney and they're old enough to go on Test Track, I'm going to be the guy in line being like, yeah, when I was your age, this was all different. This was a, uh, a General Motors testing facility and Bill McKim. Um, and that's how I'm going to be with a lot of things. Unfortunately, you know, they keep making changes and that's just one of the main ones, you know, especially... You know, once they finally change and switch uh, Splash Mountain into the Princess and the Frog, that's going to be a ride for sure. You know, in the future, uh, when I have kids and I tell them all about Splash Mountain and and how I had a, a lot of family memories on that ride. Um, but it's just seeing the old attractions in videos or in books. Like, I, I collect those old Disney travel guides. There's so many attractions I wish I could experience or or wish I could experience again. Um, and not to say, you know, the, the rides that they're, you know, that are there now, they're great. You know, the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train is a, is a great ride. It's a fun roller coaster. It's better than the Snow White, you know, dark ride. Um, you know, it's definitely more fun. But the Snow White ride, like, you, there's a part of you that kind of misses it. There's a part of you that remembers going, going on it as an eight-year-old. You know, and to go back and experience, like, you know, the Magic Kingdom, I got to say... To Disney's credit, there's a lot of it that's still intact. I can walk through the Magic Kingdom and still have flashbacks to being a kid. Um, Animal Kingdom too, because it hasn't changed that much. But the other two, Epcot and um, Hollywood Studios, I really do wish I could go back and experience those again. Um, you know, in the year 1996 or 2000, you know, see the Epcot uh, Millennium Mickey Wand on uh, on Spaceship Earth instead of the new lights. You know, and, um, you know, we've kind of talked about it in previous episodes, too. Like, Epcot has changed so much. You know, they're they're trying to revamp it now. Um, to see it again in the 90s uh, would have been great. And, you know, Hollywood Studios, it was MGM Studios in the 90s. Those, when it was still an active, you know, movie lot, um, I, I really do miss that. It was such a u- unique park. You know, they had the backlot tour where you could see actual movie props. I remember... They had like a walking animation tour as well, I believe. We saw the set for Home Improvement. I think the Golden Girls house was there. Um, when you the backlot tour, there was one part you like went through the actual like warehouses. You can see like the costume designers actually making costumes. So unique, so cool. 
you know, I miss that. I wish I could experience that again. You know, explaining MGM Studios to someone now, you know, they don't get it. They just see it as a theme park. You know, they have Star Wars and Toy Story. That's that's awesome. You know, to me, I still kind of picture and miss that vintage 90s MGM Studios. And they had, like, a Ace Ventura show. They had a Ninja Turtles show. You know, they had, like, Roger Rabbit props. And I just miss stuff like that. I gotta say, a big part of it, too, you know, is no cell phones and you know the technology was different and like i said too i think the 90s was a great time because there were updates and and technology was advancing um you know it wasn't like the 70s and 80s where you had to uh you know go back to your hotel to make a phone call you know but the 90s you didn't have cell phones everyone wasn't on a cell phone or or making tiktoks in line or Every, you had the old-fashioned camcorder on the shoulder. Dad with the 40-pound camcorder taking, you know, family videos. Um, there's something to be said about that. You know, just kind of experiencing Disney, soaking everything in, especially, like, when you're in line. You know, nowadays, go in line. I'm guilty of it, too. Everyone's on their cell phone. Um, whether they're, you know, on TikTok, they're playing that heads-up game. Uh, Instagram doesn't, you know, doesn't matter. I've done fantasy football drafts while in line. You know, that's just, unfortunately, that's just how it is nowadays. Uh, but I feel like with the younger generation, you know, they're not getting that full Disney atmosphere because they have those cell phones and the technology. Like when I was a kid walking through Fantasyland or down Main Street and just seeing the people and the, the sights and the sounds, like every little detail up to like the names on the doors and the windows on Main Street. I paid attention to. I wanted to know what it was, what it meant. I wanted to look for hidden Mickeys. Now, you know, people walk down Main Street, they got their phones out, they're taking videos, selfies, you know, they're, you know, especially kids, maybe they're not really paying attention. They're walking in, they're just trying to get to Space Mountain. Then, you know, just how it is. And I think the fact that there were no cell phones, you know, the technology was a little different. I think you were able to get that Disney magic just a little bit more. Not to sound like an old man, but I, I do feel like the, uh, you know, with smartphones and iPhones and everything, I think it has taken away from the magic a little bit. I'm thinking you guys can relate to this too. Have you guys either gone through old family pictures or if you're lucky enough like me, gone through old family Disney vacation like home movies um now my my dad was always like the camera guy and he uh he was the guy lugger on the big old camera on vacation and you know unfortunately it's been so many years we can only find two tapes two vhs tapes hopefully you know what those are and those are from our 1992 disney vacation with my whole family um and it it you know I'm, I'm lucky to have those and it's great to have those but I'm, I'm you know I'm sad that there's only two of them you know my family went on vacation together you know from 91 um, and then my grandparents last trip with us with my aunt was in 2002 and we that's the only set of you know movies we have from those trips I really wish we had more I don't know if they were lost or if you know a lot of times with the VHS tapes, they end up in the basement and we lose them in like water or flood or whatever, or, you know, they just wouldn't work anymore. And then we do have a bunch of videos from like 2003 through 
I want to say about 2008 or so. That's when like the camcorders, the technology, you know, advanced a little bit. It came, they uh, became pretty handy. Didn't weigh 25 pounds. They had like the little mini DV cassettes. And my dad would, uh, you know, record some of those trips. And for a while, like I was the camera guy too. I, I got into, you know, um, recording pretty much anything I could. And the thing is like a lot of these home movies, you know, from like the early 2000s, it's really not a lot of, uh, you know, like memories per se. It's a lot of just ride point of views. Like we have, I recorded the entire Pirates of the Caribbean ride, the entire Haunted Mansion ride, the entire Jungle Cruise ride. And, you know, don't get me wrong, that's great. But like Pirates and Haunted Mansion, the quality's not great. You really can't see anything. And like, we all know what the ride is. We we didn't really need to record, you know, the actual ride. I would have rather had just like, you know, video of walking through the park and the hotel and like maybe us like, you know, just having fun, trying foods, like looking around. Um, not, not really the ride POVs. You know, I just, I really wish I had more um, videos like of those home movies from those years, the 90s, you know, 94 through like 2000. It would be cool to see, to sit back and look at now, you know, especially because, you know, they're home movies. You could see, you know, my parents and grandparents when, when they were younger and it would just be cool to see all all the changes that Disney has been through. Obviously, we remember, but to see them on the screen, and you know, there was probably I want to say like maybe six or seven years ago, we went by my grandparents' house, and I, I brought our old VCR, I brought the old VHS tapes, and we all of us together we rewatched those family home movies, and it was so much fun. We were laughing. It was cool to see like my grandparents like remember like oh this was Small World or oh this was you know, this is where we ate, or oh, it was 105 degrees that day, and um, it was really, really a lot of fun, and I wonder if you guys can relate if you've done something similar. Um, you know, it doesn't have to be from the 90s or when you were a little kid. It could be, you know, trips from 10 years ago. You know, I, I had this discussion with someone on Instagram. Uh, I posted a story. Um, it's like those new kind of tags where it's like, add yours, and it was like, I created my own that said, add your retro Disney pick. And I posted one of me when I was like 12 years old with a picture with Peter Pan. And I had like the worst frown on my face because at 12, I was way too cool to get my picture taken with Peter Pan. But my mom made me, so I did. Um, you know, and someone posted one and replied to me like, is, you know, I think they said like, is 2013 retro enough? Like what, what should we define retro Disney as you know obviously the 90s early 2000s all that you know 80s and everything that's retro that's definitely retro i would have to say like 2013 14 i think you know 2014 i don't know if i would call it retro but it's definitely a long enough time where you know disney has changed a lot you know that's going on eight years and just think about how many changes there you know there's been in those eight years like I can think back to my 2014 Disney trip and there was the Fast Pass was different. They didn't have Star Wars, Toy Story Land, Pandora. You know, the parks were different. They didn't have new... Did they have new Fantasyland? I think they did. They uh, Yeah, they definitely had new Fantasyland. Um, but the, still, there's plenty of changes. You know, they were kind of going through that update, like transition phase of kind of, um, you know, modernizing the parks 
you know so for me i think you know anything 2012 for sure and earlier i think should count as retro now you know 2012 is 10 years that's a decade um you know and, and 2013 14 kind of borderline but i'd say 2012 and before would count as retro disney you know and uh, i talk with a couple of my buddies who i went to disney with you know in 2008 2011 and 2014 you know they talked to me about the trip and how much fun they had and then they bring up things i'm like oh yeah that's not there anymore oh that's new or that's not there anymore you know it, it's cool to see you know them bring stuff up um and just to see like how different it is now like they haven't been there and it's like, oh, you know, I wasn't there that long ago, 2014. Oh, yeah, but there's Star Wars Land, Pandora, New Hotels, Toy Story Land. Like, there's so much more. It's crazy. So it, it would be a different experience for, you know, people like that now. So let's talk about Retro Disney in relation to, I mean, we got to talk about the merchandise. Retro Disney merchandise, souvenirs, however you want to say it is still like the hottest thing out there you know for the 50th anniversary um they just released like a new collection of like like the the pattern is like the vintage magic kingdom park map and they have like bucket hats spirit jerseys i believe even crocs and you know just something like that uh, you know the 70s era magic kingdom park map you know, people are lining up and, you know, they're selling out of all the, the spirit jerseys of this retro print. You know, over the last few years, I've noticed they've um, they've definitely started to sell more retro-inspired inspired, uh, merchandise. I know, like two years ago, I bought this cool Mickey Mouse tank top uh, that kind of had that retro, like, 80s style to it. It was like that old Walt Disney World print, like the font. And, like, the Mickey logo was kind of faded a little bit. And I was like, this is really cool. This looks like an 80s, you know, Mickey tank top. And that stuff is so in. Um, if you haven't noticed, uh, if you, like, just go on to eBay or Poshmark or any of those sites. And just just take some time and look into the Disney, uh, like, retro merchandise that's for sale on there. It is unbelievable. One, how much there is. And two, like the prices of some of these things. So previous episodes, I don't know if you if you remember, I've talked about how I'm a big nerd and I kind of collect things. And one of the things I collect is retro Disney stuff. I have park maps, I have shirts, sweatshirts, you know, random things like um, I have resort napkins and pens from the and notepads from like the old payphone banks they used to have there. I collect the old Disney, um, Disney World like travel books, and um, so I'm always kind of looking on, on eBay for this stuff, and I have been for probably like the last maybe four or five years. So when the pandemic kind of was in full swing, everything was shut down, people were stuck at home, um, and then and eBay kind of had another big boom, and collecting kind of took off again because everyone was at home and they're bored and they want to you know get into stuff the the disney stuff was going like crazy so you know some of the stuff i was kind of trying to get and trying to bid on was some of like the old like mcdonald's happy meal toys um they released some i forget the exact year early 90s i want to say and like they had all the disney characters themed after a different epcot uh country from world showcase 
So I was trying to get my hands on those and the prices on those went up, you know, especially when McDonald's brought back the Disney toys again this year for the 50th. It was like, oh man, I'm never going to get these now. And I've been trying to expand my collection into old Disney t-shirts, tank tops, long sleeves, jackets, hoodies, sweatshirts, etc. And I've started to, you know, get a few over the last couple years. Um, let's see, I got like an Animal Kingdom t-shirt. I got a couple of them, actually. Um, one of my recent ones, I got a Disney's MGM Studios 2008 rain jacket. <laughs> don't, don't ask me why I bid on that one, and I won it. And I think it was kind of one of those where I bid on it, just to, you know, just for shits and gigs, and uh, I actually ended up winning it, and I was like, oh, okay, this is cool. I don't know when I'm going to wear it, so I guess I kind of just have to wait for a rainy day and wear this 2008 MGM Studios uh, rain jacket. It is cool because in the uh, the logo, like the they have like each letter themed after a different like character that's represented at the park. Um, I have a Mickey's Gym sweatshirt. I love to wear to the gym. And a lot of these shirts too. I like to kind of wear to the gym. The kind of oversized like retro shirts are kind of back in the fitness community as well. But I will say, this is, so if any of you guys have these, let me know. I am looking for Tower of Terror t-shirts, tank tops, or sweatshirts. Go on eBay, Poshmark, look up Tower of Terror t-shirts. It is unbelievable how high the prices are on these things. So, I, it seems like the most popular ones are kind of like the the Twilight Zone tie-dye style shirt. I don't remember exactly what year, late 90s, early 2000s maybe. I remember seeing them in the gift shop and you know at the time didn't really want it. It was pur- I think it was purple and I was like, I don't want to wear a purple shirt and it was tie-dye and I don't want to wear tie-dye. And it's not now like they're going for, you know, some of them if you can get one for 50 bucks, it's cheap. It seems like, you know, I've seen them for a hundred, two hundred $200 for a, you know, it's like a purple, purple tie-dye shirt with, and in green lettering, it says like the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror. I would kill for one of those right now to rock that at the gym or I would wear it to the park. Like that's what I've been looking for. I've been looking for those shirts for a couple years now. I've checked every site, eBay, Poshmark, um, some of those other ones, I forget what they are, like. You know, like the Facebook Marketplace type places, and uh, I can't get them anywhere for a cheap price. I'm not, I can't pay two hundred dollars for one, unfortunately. So, if any of you guys have one laying around, let me know. I'm definitely interested. But I just I love looking into like old um, like attraction merchandise like that. I would love to get um, like some Splash Mountain stuff, some old Test Track stuff. You know, there's a site called T Public where my family gets a lot of shirts. It's pretty much you know, independent artists like upload their work, their logos or whatever, and you can buy it on a shirt, a cup, you know, a coffee mug or whatever. And I have a few designs up on mine, but you can literally put like anything up there. So for, you know, the last couple of Christmases and birthdays, me and my family have been getting each other, you know, a lot of that stuff. My sister got me a Splash Mountain t shirt. And she got me a Disney's MGM Studios t-shirt. It's like the old, like, legit MGM Studios logo. And it's like, it's, obviously it's unlicensed and probably some sort of copyright infringement. But, like, you know, for 
for 20 bucks i can get a you know an old school mgm studio shirt that's amazing like if you go on ebay you're paying 75 dollars or 100 dollars for something like that since we're talking retro disney i i gotta bring it up i gotta bring up the old school disney videos the movies the the vhs tapes with the classic cases i know i'm not the only one that still has them right like when i was a kid those were the coolest things i don't even remember getting them i just feel like my parents got them you know we had a um like a tv stand that had all the the disney vhs tapes on it and you know the the outside cases are so iconic um that disney too has made you know merchandise based off their old you know their, their old movies like they sell like it's like for example like the lion king like the vhs you know the case and the the actual tape like they sell you know copies of that like notebooks and keychains and I, I believe pins as well i know i have a lion king one i have a goofy movie one the goofy movie um the notebook is pretty cool it's like the exact like vhs like uh cover and you open it up and like the first page is like a a copy of the vhs tape and then the rest of the pages you know are, are blank notebook pages but it's so cool i know like they sell keychains too and like the keychains are actually like the mini vhs tapes so like disney knows what they're doing they know how popular and how iconic those things were you know like i want to say maybe like two or three years ago i went through my parents like old like boxes of stuff and they had a lot of the movies still and eventually I, you know I, i'm obviously not going to watch them on on a vcr and i have all those same movies on dvd which are, all, are already extinct but i'd love to do something and make some sort of display with my old vhs disney tapes you know the the cases those plastic cases are so iconic the artwork on them is amazing it reminds me of my childhood i'd love to uh to find a way to display those you know i'm, I'm sure i can find something on, on pinterest or google images or something or if you guys have done something similar let me know you know or just or maybe you just have them like laying out or maybe just keep them in a box or in a bin stood away just because it you know reminds me of your youth you know we're not gonna we're not gonna be busting out the vcrs anytime soon and you know, like i said too like i have all those same movies i tried to get on dvd as well just so that I could say that I had like all the classic Disney movies on DVD, you know, and now with Blu-ray digital and the, and Disney plus their network. Now those DVDs are, you know, obsolete. Like I don't need those anymore. And again, it's like, I'd feel bad, like just getting rid of my, you know, all my movies, you know, Toy Story, Lion King, the classics up to some of the newer ones, like Monsters University, Finding Dory, like, so I don't know what I'm going to do. I'd love to somehow display all those without them, you know, taking up too much space and, you know with disney plus i don't i don't have to pop in a blu-ray or a dvd anymore so kind of kind of have a, a dilemma there not a bad dilemma but uh, definitely something i look forward to figuring out and another form of retro disney from the 90s i got to bring up for all you gamers disney video games when i was a kid again obviously i loved disney and the um you know, the first system i had uh, was the regular nintendo that my dad got and uh, I would play it all the time. I'd play Super Mario. I'd play, like, RBI Baseball. And then I got my first ever Disney video game. It was a Mickey Mouse game. I, I don't remember the exact title, but it was a Mickey Mouse game. You just kind of go around and collect stuff and, you know, fight bad guys, of course. And I had another one. It was a Chippendale Rescue Rangers game. And I was obsessed with Chippendale. They're still, you know, my, some of my favorite characters, and I loved that cartoon. 
I love getting, you know, I, I love getting stuff from that, that show too. You know, not too long ago, I want to say like maybe two Disney trips ago, I got a Chippendale Rescue Rangers mug, um, from, uh, from Disney Springs. So again, they're, they're, uh, you know, bringing out all forms of retro Disney, even like the cartoons, but those games were amazing. And even on the Super Nintendo, it seemed like it expanded even more. It seemed like every, you know, every Disney franchise had their own video game at that point. I remember two of them specifically, um, the Lion King game and the Aladdin game, both of which were super fun. The Lion King game was incredibly hard. I remember asking my older cousin to help me, you know, beat some of the levels. And I'm pretty sure, I want to say again, like two or three years ago, they re-released and remastered both those games, Lion King and Aladdin, and they released them on the PlayStation Store and for PlayStation 4. And, um, I bought those just for the collection. I don't think I, I don't think I played it yet, but I just like having it. Again, it reminds me of being a kid and renting it from Blockbuster and trying to beat it. And you know, those games were so much fun. And you know, they just they kept it kept it going. Where um, you know, by the time you got to like Nintendo 64 and uh, PlayStation, there was even more. Like there was a Bugs Life game, Tarzan. I think even like uh, Treasure Planet or Atlantis had its own game. You know, everything had a game. Uh, I gotta say though, maybe the best one I ever had and my favorite, it was called the Walt Disney World Magical Racing Tour. And it was basically like your basic, um, you know, Mario Kart clone. It was a racing game where you play as Disney characters, but it took place in Disney World. Like, how amazing is that? Um, I remember one of the levels that you raced on was the Haunted Mansion, and you go through the stretching room. And there's like secret, uh, secret, uh, like shortcuts and stuff. And man, what a game. Uh, you know, imagine being me, like a 10 year old kid who's, who loves Disney, who loves video games. And here's this like Mario Kart style game with Disney characters. You can race as like Mickey and Minnie and Goofy and all them. And, uh, you get to actually race through the magic kingdom. Like that is amazing. Uh, I wish I still had it. I, I don't know where that one is. It's definitely one I want to get for the collection. Um, that's, I mean, not even for the collection. That's something I want to I want to play again now, just to see like the levels and stuff and how much fun it was. Oh, and I gotta mention too, Ducktales. I think that was one I had for regular Nintendo, and again they remastered it and released it for PlayStation Three, and I got that one and I played that one until I beat it as well. So Ducktales was another great game. You know, they still make Disney still makes their their franchises into games and stuff and you know I don't I don't really play them uh, anymore but it's cool to see and um, you know just some of those some of those old iconic ones I just I had to mention here hi I'm Daniel founder of pretty litter did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain I learned this the hard way after losing my cat Gingy so I created pretty litter a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors saving you money and potentially your cat's life Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Before we kind of wrap things up, talking retro Disney, I want to talk about something I think I've, I've mentioned with uh, some of you guys on Instagram when I've come up with like certain story questions and stuff. But wouldn't it be cool? Let's put on our Imagineer hats here for a second. Let's, let's say we're in charge. We're working for Disney. We have some input. Let's say we're going to build a fifth park. It's been a while. You know, Animal Kingdom is the most recent one that opened in 
in the 90s. Let's build a fifth park. And one of the ideas I've talked about and always thought about is a retro Disney theme park. So for the fifth park, it would be all vintage and retro Disney themed. Now again, how realistic is this? <laughs> Probably not at all. But let's put on our just let's put on our imagineer ears. Let's, you know, let's pretend you know we're in control and we can make these decisions. A retro Disney theme park would be simply amazing. You know, like the different um, you know, the different lands in the park or the different sections of the park. Maybe you can like make each like section um, you know, like a, a another theme park theme. So like you have like a retro Animal Kingdom land, you know, retro Magic Kingdom and etc. And each each land would have like the retro rides from those parks that have closed or been changed and retro shops and restaurants and merchandise like now, even for like Animal Kingdom, you know, since it's the newest and it hasn't really changed that much, maybe you can put some Beastly Kingdom into that one, you know, work that in there. Since we never got to see it yet, it was in the original plans. Uh, maybe you can put Primeval World right in there, you know, <laughs> just just move it down the road. You don't got to uh, throw it in the dumpster just quite yet. Um, you know, the Epcot one would be amazing. You could bring back all the old Epcot attractions, make it decked out like in, you know, make it like 80s. 80s themed like 80s vibes would be would be cool or the magic kingdom you could put in so many different attractions you know alien encounter and mr toad's wild ride the snow white ride there's just so many you could do there you know and make it look like you know the magic kingdom in you know in the 70s or in the 80s uh you know it, it would be so cool to see I, I know it's not possible but we're we're thinking we're having fun here Hell, while we're at it, retro prices, you you know, uh, that one, yeah, is impossible, I know. But the retro prices, that would be cool. You can go, you know, enter the park for like six bucks, you know, get a uh, get a hot dog and a drink for $1.25 and uh, spend the rest of your money on as many souvenirs as you can pack in your luggage for the for the flight home. But that's just one of those things when whenever I bring up like uh, ideas for a fifth park, you know, it's something either I bring up or I've, I've had you guys, you guys have brought it up to me too. I, I know I've talked with you guys on Instagram, like a retro themed park, you know, with the, I kind of mentioned it like with the old test track, it, it genuinely makes me sad that I'll never be able to experience that ride again. It's never going to come back. They're never going to be like, Hey, you know what? Let's, let's redo everything we did on this new test track. And, uh, transform it back to how it was in uh, 1998 through what, 2012. I, that's never going to happen. You know, it was rare for them to bring back Captain EO. Um, and to my knowledge, I think that's like the only attraction that's like come back. And the thing is, they didn't have to do anything. It's You just pop in a different movie. You know, it's a 3D show. The theater's the same. Nothing else has to change. There's Test Track. That's a, that's a complete and giant overhaul. And, you know, I don't think... Um, I don't think the Disney community is, is that wants that back is large enough, nor would Disney even care. It would cost too much. But imagine a park where all those rides could come back or maybe be slightly different. Like, you know, Splash Mountain is going to be changed, and, you know, Disney has their reasons, and, and, you know, it's based off a movie that is, you know, not acceptable. But maybe you could create some sort of new original story, you know, that's not based off the movie. It's based off the Splash Mountain attraction. And, you know, and build some sort of new water log ride in this new retro park. Um, 
Same thing with test track. Maybe you don't build an exact test track clone of the ride, but you build some sort of, you know, something that kind of pays homage, homage uh, to to the older rides, like a test track ride that's like a GM, you know, testing facility, slightly different ride. You know, that way it's not the exact same as the one that's still at Epcot. Um, but, you know, I'm just kind of thinking out loud and, and thinking in a fantasy world of, you know, having a retro-based theme park and bringing back all these extinct rides and shops and, and everything like that. It would be, you know, just a way to kind of relive that nostalgia and, and you know, become a kid again. You know, when, when it comes down to it, that's pretty much, you know, the reason why we love retro Disney stuff so much is because it reminds us as, of being a kid or it reminds us of when we were younger and, you know, different times and, you know, like for me, all those Disney family memories, you know, that's what I kind of relate to a lot of those Disney attractions in the in the parks. You know, that's why I miss them because I connect them, you know, to those memories. And that's why, like, you know, retro Disney can be kind of whatever you want. If retro Disney is 2015 to you, then, then that's what it is. You know, there's not a set date. You know, it, it's all about just kind of missing the magic, missing what Disney used to be. And you know, everyone's going to be different. There's a generation of Disney fans now who, you know, didn't experience Disney in the 90s. Like, this is the Disney they grew up with, so it's it's not different for them. You know, they love it. It's magical to them, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, it's just that people my age and, you know, a little younger and older, like, it, it's different. Like, you know, look at Disney today. There's always, there's always some sort of drama going on in the parks or with the CEO, with Chappick, or with... There's this. Look at the sites. There's always something going on. Whether there's you know unruly guests, whether it's you know them changing something and, and making us pay for something that used to be free. Whether it's them you know changing portion sizes to save money. There's always something going on, and it didn't. It didn't always used to be that way. You know, I remember when FastPass was first introduced. You know, it was a free service. You know, to kind of help with the crowds and disperse the crowds and the attractions. You know, it didn't feel like Disney was price gouging back then, and today, unfortunately, it feels that way. And, you know, all of these things is what kind of makes that retro Disney so attractive. So, if anyone from uh, Disney is listening to this, my, uh, my suggestion to you is to try to bring back some of that nostalgia. Sorry, you hear my car alarm going off there. I am running low on gas. But you need to bring back that nostalgia, however you can do that. You know, whether it's kind of bringing back like those Disney morals, bringing back those Disney vibes, um, you know, keep pumping out the Disney merchandise too, the retro stuff. We want more of it. The more of it, the better. Give me retro Epcot stuff, retro Hollywood studio stuff might be tough with like all the licensing stuff with movies and, you know, names and stuff, but just keep, keep giving us what we want and we want more retro Disney. And that's pretty much all I've got for you guys this week for this episode. Don't have any Q&A this week. I haven't been on Instagram as much, and you know, I'm just trying to get this podcast out uh, somewhat on time. Uh, I'm really going to try to get back to these weekly releases. It's been tough. i got a lot going on, but definitely going to try to get back into it. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed listening. As always, follow me on Instagram, Disney World Today. DMs always open if you have suggestions for episodes, suggestions for me, topics, questions, literally anything. Shoot me a message on there. I'll I'll reply. We can talk some Disney. Um, And again, if you can, do me a favor. Head to the uh, Apple iTunes uh, podcast app. 
pull up my uh, pull up my podcast page, Disney World Today. Just search it; it'll pop up. And if you click on my like album art, it'll bring you to like the ratings and and the review. If you leave me a five star rating, I'll really appreciate it. And if you leave me a review, I love reading those. I'll I'll give you a shout out on the very next episode. Now I'm gonna go look through all my old family photo albums from past Disney trips. Gonna gonna locate those two VHS tapes and maybe watch some 1992 family vacation at Disney and the Magic Kingdom and Epcot. Uh, I would really love to uh, transfer those onto my computer just so I have them. Um, I feel it's a little dangerous to keep relying on a VHS tape, but definitely going to look into those. Going to watch some more retro Disney stuff on YouTube as always. Thank you guys for listening. You guys are the best. Until next time, always remember, it all started with a mouse. Thank you.